Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you live in the Middle Tennessee area and you have storage needs, you can reach Safe Storage at safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can send me an email at freeyourchildren at gmail.com and I can get that information to you. There's also a donate button on the Free Your Children website. That's freeyourchildren.com if you want to support biblical education and the Free Your Children ministry. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, email, freeyourchildren at gmail.com, the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E.com, where I am a monthly contributor. If you type in my name, Tiffany Boyd, Borough Pulse, there is an author page that will come up. There you can read all of the articles that I've pinned to date about education. And then, of course, my website, which is freeyourchildren.com. I recently had the opportunity to speak at a women's tea and give the keynote address at a graduation ceremony. Speaking engagements allow the Free Your Children ministry to encourage, equip, educate, and share the gospel on a personal level. Over 500 people heard the good news, praise God. If you are interested in having me speak to your group, you can contact me via email. I'm very excited to have our guest with us tonight, Kevin Swanson. Let me tell you about Kevin. Kevin was homeschooled himself in the 1960s and 70s. He and his wife, Brenda, have homeschooled their five children since 1991. Kevin has 55 years of experience in the homeschooling movement. Yes, you heard that right, 55 years. Serving as Executive Director of Christian Home Educators of Colorado and Director of Generations, a ministry he founded to strengthen homeschool families worldwide. Kevin was a candidate for Governor of Colorado in 1994 and U.S. Senate in 1998, and as a father who wants to leave a godly heritage for his own five children, Kevin's passion is to strengthen and encourage the homeschooling movement all over the world and to cast a vision for generational faith. For the last 19 plus years, Kevin has hosted a daily radio program, Generations Radio, the world's largest homeschooling and biblical worldview radio program that reaches families across the U.S. and in over 100 countries. Kevin has served as an elder in his local church for 22 years while authoring several popular books for homeschoolers, including... Upgrade, 10 Secrets to the Best Education for Your Child, Family Life, The Story of Freedom, the Proverbs Family Bible Study Guide Series, the Psalms Bible Study Guide Series, Apostate, The Men Who Destroyed the Christian West, Epic, The Rise and Fall of the West, Worldview, What We Believe, What They Believe, and Why They Are Wrong. As the creator and developer of the Generations Christian Discipleship Curriculum, Kevin has also authored dozens of textbooks covering first through 12th grade. Serving as a passionate supporter of home education, he has been interviewed on hundreds of media outlets, including Dr. James Dobson's Focus on the Family and the Fox News Network. Welcome, Kevin. It's wonderful to have you with us tonight. 
Thanks, Tiffany. This is a real joy to, to get together with you and your audience today. Well, it's absolutely wonderful to hear all the amazing things that you are doing for God's kingdom in your bio, Kevin. And I want to jump in and begin by discussing a little bit about Christian Hope Educators of Colorado. You're the executive director. Can you tell us more about this particular organization? Well, I am a director of the organization, joined the organization in 1999. The organization has been around since the late 1980s, and it's it's really a you know a typical state organization. There are probably close to 50 state organizations that uh, service homeschoolers around this, the United States. And we're looking at, you know, close to 5 million homeschoolers, of which about half are evangelicals. I'd say about, I think the most recent numbers are 50 to 54% of homeschoolers are evangelicals. Uh, the others are, you know, more mainline or Catholic or what have you. But generally speaking, you know, our organizations uh, service those who really take a stand on the scriptures. Uh, we're coming back to the Bible. We're going to form our discipleship, our educational program on a biblical worldview that really matters. We see actually there to be a really significant difference between what is taught in the public schools and what God wants us to teach our children in terms of history, science, literature, etc. So, so you know, we're really taking a Christian world and life view seriously as applied to education. And uh, that's what Christian Home Educators has been doing since the late 1980s. Uh, we're looking at, you know, about 5,000 people attend our weekly or annual conference. And uh, we, we do have daily and weekly uh, opportunities to, to educate uh, homeschoolers in Colorado and elsewhere on just the ins and outs of homeschooling. Wow. Well, over the years, the 55 years of homeschool experience that you have now, you were homeschooled yourself as a child, correct? That's right. That's right. It was, you know, the fact that we were missionaries out in Japan and my my dad really did want to keep us home. He had the opportunity to send us off to boarding school. But my dad said, no, we're going to you know, take a hard ride away from what missionaries have done for the last 150 years. We really need to bring our kids back home and uh, give them a family-based educational program. And so that was really sort of the beginning of uh, the homeschooling movement uh, in the United States and everywhere around the world, where missionaries were just setting out to do this in the 1960s, 1970s. So I see my dad, my mom as pioneers in the movement. They're still Absolutely. alive. They're out in Oregon. And, uh -huh. um, you know, my mom and dad really support what we're doing, too. You know, I gave my mom my, my book, Upgrade the Ten Secrets to the Best Education for Your Child, which is kind of a homeschool vision. My mom said, I, I wish we had done this with you. I said, Mom, I would not have got the vision for uh, for home-based <laughs> discipleship without standing on your shoulders. So, you know, I, you, you were the pioneers. We're taking this to the next generation, and we just want to do it better with each generation that goes. Right. And what a wonderful testimony there to what your parents did back when it wasn't popular and just starting out. So I'm sure yeah. you've seen a lot of change within the homeschooling world over the past 55 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so many more options, you know, so much more curriculum available. Uh, so many different approaches, lots and lots of support, you know, there's a support group, state organizations, conferences. I mean, you know, it's just night and day. But uh, but, you know, this is God's work. God is doing an amazing thing for such a time as this. In fact, you know, so many conservative politicians, conservative educators, et cetera, have told me that the brightest light in America's future really is what's happening in the burgeoning homeschool movement in America. I mean, thank God for the private schools, and the Christian schools. But the homeschools are just, you know, just 
blowing up, not just here in yes. America, but around the world. Yes. Uh, we're, we're attending a Brazilian conference. I'll be the keynote speaker down there uh, this September, Lord willing, and the 4,000 parents will show up for that conference. Oh, we're wow. doing three conferences in South Africa, a conference in Malawi. Uh, we just did a conference in Canada. So, I mean, the conferences are going all around the world. And I think my guess is, you know, the 5 million homeschoolers right now will turn into 200 million homeschooled students in the next 20 to 30 years. Yes, I can see that definitely happening because, as you said, it is absolutely exploding. And I think that parents are realizing that homeschooling really is the last frontier of freedom. And then, of course, if you're a Christian, it allows you the opportunity to be able to disciple and teach your own children and and bring them up with a godly worldview. Uh, Tell us, why do you believe that biblical education is so important as a Christian? Yeah, Tiffany, I think a lot of parents, you know, public school parents may not even be Christian parents, but just average ordinary parents sending their kids off to the public schools, they get the impression, you know, what am I doing this handbasket and where are we going? You know, they have a sense there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, with the exactly. transgender bathrooms. I mean, I think I think, you know, probably 90% of parents are pretty much aware that there's something wrong academically, morally, socially, you know, fill in the blank. There's Mm -hmm. something wrong. I I just think just a huge number of parents realize that the liberals, the, those folks that have captured control of the educational establishment have just taken it in the wrong direction. And it's super counterproductive for the social, academic, et cetera, bringing of their children. So I just think what we all need to do is go back to the word of God. I think at some point mm-hmm. we need to say, it's not just the transgendered bathrooms. There's something more fundamentally wrong. And so what we did is we just went to the word of God and said, what, what does the word of God say about education? And it turns out, you know, Proverbs is the book that the word of God has given us as to how to convey wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to a young man or young woman. So you've got an entire book of the Bible dedicated to it. And it really, you know, focuses in on faith and character. I mean, that's obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. That is to discover the awesomeness of God and then to respond in a sense of awesomeness and, you know, worship. And that's really critical in the science class and the history class, et cetera. But, you know, you walk into the average public school and you say, okay, is the beginning of wisdom knowledge just to capture a sense of the awesomeness of God in the chemistry classroom and then to stand up on our desks and just sing how great thou art? Mm -hmm. I would guess the average, you know, school would say, (laughs) the average public school would say, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we, we don't teach the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom. God's not awesome. I mean, give me a break, you know. So, so, but, but, but we take that seriously. You know, we mm-hmm. say, no, no, that is the foundation of all knowledge and learning. That is the word of God. And the word of God has to be the source of truth, you know, the yes. anchor to, to what is true, what really has happened in history and uh, what is right and wrong. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just transgendered bathrooms. It's just, you know, God has given us the standard for what is right and wrong. Let's go back to his law. Let's bring it out. And let's say this is the standard. And we're not going to just, you know, surrender to the ever-changing moral craziness that happens <laughs> in the public schools or anywhere else in our world today. So I think that's it. I mean, we're just using the word of God as the standard mm-hmm. for truth and for what is right and wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell us, Kevin. How do you think that being homeschooled yourself prepared you for life 
Oh man, that's a huge question. I believe my parents <laughs> did a great job. I mean, I'm praise God for them, you know, and I, we didn't have the best curriculum, Tiffany is a funny right. thing. There was no yeah. curriculum available for homeschoolers in the 1960s and 70s. Right. So my mom and dad just kind of glued a few things together. You know, this is good. This is good. Found a few textbooks that he could give to us and such. And so I wouldn't say we had the best curriculum, but I would say that my mom and dad absolutely taught us the word of God as we sat in the house, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they took it very seriously to bring out the word of God, to sing the Psalms and hymns, memorize the word, and then read some of the great Christian classics like uh, Pilgrim's Progress and other books like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that became kind of the core of our education. So by the time I get to stateside, I'm 16 or 17 years old, get off to the junior college and then off to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, California, where I got my engineering degree. In my uh, senior year, I was student body president of this large West Coast university, 17,000 students. And so, you know, people are like, wow, you were homeschooled, you know, are, you know, what about socialization? I'm like, well, I'm student body president of a 17,000 student, you know, organization. Um, I don't think I've had a problem with socialization. (laughs) So, so I I would say my parents did an excellent job, you know, just in terms of the spiritual nurture. And I really think that's the core of it, Tiffany, when it comes Mm -hmm. down to it, looking back, I just think just the fact that my folks were just very good at keeping us in the word and spiritually nurturing us and focusing on faith and character. That was so essential for my parents. Um, that's, that makes the difference. And I tell parents all the time, you know, you may not have money to afford, you know, a $4,000 curriculum, but praise God, if you're, if you really just disciple your children in the word of God, as you sit in the house, as you walk by the way, as you rise up, you lie down, um, you know, keep your eye on the ball, focus on faith and character and bring the word of God to bear. And you know what, you're going to find that God will bless that. And that's what God did in my life. Yes, absolutely, because that your parents were obedient um, to the biblical mandate to disciple and teach you, and they were reward, rewarded mm. for, for that Amen. obedience. Yes, Amen. Mm-hmm. That, that is absolutely wonderful. Tell us, why do you think families benefit from attending homeschool conferences? I think the conference is really key. Um First of all, for the newbies, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you're new to homeschooling, you need to go to a two, three day conference where, you know, you've got so much encouragement, uh, you've got equipping, you've got, you know, uh, folks really have the homeschool vision. You can't just move whatever the public schools are doing into a homeschool environment. It's like putting on Saul's armor. It doesn't right. really work for David, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think getting into the homeschool ethos by attending a conference is, is super key. Um, it's encouraging. You establish relationships, get to know other folks, mm-hmm. um, get a better picture for, you know, what you're doing. Uh, also encouragement. You absolutely need encouragement. I mean, a lot of times folks are attending a church where there's just not a whole lot of support, not a lot of encouragement, not a lot of examples, but the mm-hmm. homeschool conference, you know, you're, you're there with three, four, 5,000 parents and uh, you're attending all these workshops it's really massively equipping. And I highly recommend at least one conference up front. And then as you go, I think it is good to plug in with the homeschool community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, and that brings me to the next topic that I want to discuss, which was there was recently a homeschool conference in Colorado, correct? Yeah. Or there will be one in about, uh, about three, four weeks from now. Okay, so it's coming up. So if parents are in that area and interested, how can they find information about that upcoming conference? Yeah, you bet. It's chec.org, check.org, chec.org. So just check it out. Yeah, you can sign up there. 
Um, this is probably our biggest conference ever. And, and that's oh, wow. not unusual right now, you know, post COVID, you know, right. thousands, tens of thousands of parents are seeking these other options. So yeah, uh, chec.org. Okay, that's great. And I'll have all that information linked over on my Free Your Children Facebook page for families that would like to be able to attend that conference. And one thing that I wanted to discuss was some controversy surrounding the conference. I had happened upon a post from The Well-Trained Mind, and I'm going to let you, Kevin, explain in your own words what happened with The Well-Trained Mind and the upcoming conference. It, it was a post that circulated pretty wildly and and, and uh, widely and broadly on social media. And so I'm going to let you discuss how that came about and what occurred with that. Well, Tiffany, let's go all the way back to 1996. This would have been three years before I joined Christian Home Educators of Colorado as executive director. Uh, the board took a position on creation. Uh, that is a 624-hour day creation, young earth view of creation. And that has been part and parcel of our statement of faith since then. That would have been, what, almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, we've, you know, we've actually had to just say, hey, this is our approach. This is our vision. This is, uh, we are, I, I'd like to say we are Christian home educators of Colorado. We're check, not heck. You know, we can't take the Christian off of it. If right. we took the C off, then, you know, check would become heck, and we don't really want to go there. Uh, but but in terms of of just, you know, how important is the, the creation message and the creation position, the young earth creation position, when it comes to education, I do think that the epistemological authority of God's word speaking through the word is so essential for us. And, and when it comes to science, it is so critical that we see God's word, first of all, as authoritative, but secondly, that God's hand of, of, you know, developing this world ex nihilo that is out of nothing and by the word of his power is so essential uh, rather than to give way to the Darwinian theory. Now, I think there are a lot of problems with the Darwinian theory, but m most fundamentally, uh, when we compromise on the Darwinian theory, I think we're opening the, the door to the Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. uh, evolution became very much the Trojan horse yes. in American education all the way back to the Scopes trial. I mean, remember mm -hmm. the Scopes trial in Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that that really opened the door big time towards a more secular approach. And then you come uh, to the 1988 Supreme Court decision where there was an imposition of a secular worldview in terms of origins. And there was a banning of the teaching of creation in the public schools. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's all because of the uh, abandonment of God's word as the source of truth. Yes. And when you go to Exodus 20, it seems so clear that in six days, the Lord made the heavens and earth, the sea and all that in them is and rest of the seventh day. Therefore, you know, you do the same thing. You can work six days and rest of seventh. So as I see, it, it's pretty clear that you cannot equivocate on the word day in Exodus chapter 20. Uh, therefore, that, you know, young earth perspective on creationism just seems so strongly presented in scripture. There just seems to be so little wiggle room. Mm -hmm. uh, so now it turns out that the well-trained mind has taken upon themselves a more of an evolutionary perspective. And I understand there are varying perspectives within Christianity on this, but there's a point at which I think you do cross the line mm -hmm. and you, you so concede, you so water it down, you so compromise that, uh, that you sort of erode the, mm -hmm. the basic reason why Christians are coming out of the public schools 
and, uh, and creating a distinctively Christian worldview in the education of their children. And, uh, and so I, we just don't want to concede very much ground. We don't want to compromise away very much ground. And I would say that, you know, the well-trained mind is just more so embracing the evolutionary perspective than we are comfortable with. Um, yes, now, I understand I, there's a range of views here among yes. Christians, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there's a point at which there's, you know, you go just, you know, uh, three feet too far on this. And I think that's the way we perceive the well-trained mind in terms of, of their acceptance right. of the evolution of, of the material world. And also the evolution of man seems to play into their uh, perspective on origins as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect your opinion and the decision that, that you upheld with this, because what I see oftentimes is when new families and, and we have tons of new families that are crossing, making the decision to begin their homeschooling journey, leaving the public school system and curriculum for these parents is one of the most overwhelming choices that they're going to make. I get these questions all the time. I often tell parents before you even consider a curriculum, you need to decide what type of homeschool method that you wish to implement first, because that's going to largely affect your curriculum choices. But one thing that I really appreciate is the fact that not long, well, about a year ago, I guess now, I penned an article titled The Elephant in the Room. And the whole focus of that article is how the public school systems teach evolution is fact. And so I think that you hit upon something when you said that, you know, this is what parents are faced with in the public school system. So I really appreciate the stance that Check has taken on this because it's going to help. I believe this is my opinion that it's going to help parents that are really searching for a true Christian curriculum to be confident in the fact that the vendors that would be at the particular conference will um, have materials there that do hold to biblical truth. Yeah, and again, we're not looking at perfection. We're we're looking at you know a substantial embrace embracing of a biblical perspective on origins, on science, right, on God's hand in history. I mean, we we want to be sure that you know there's something substantial. And now, we're, again, not not that everybody's going to have perfect curriculum, right? But uh, but we just really want to be sure that the Word of God is the epistemological authority by which we understand origins. And here's one way I've put it before: is um, do we interpret rock layers by the scriptures, or do we interpret the scriptures by our scientific interpretation? of the data we achieve from the rock layers. So, you know, what provides for us the, the ultimate epistemological authority by which uh, we operate in terms of cre- creating a curriculum, teaching our children, and uh, our overall our overall way of thinking. So, so I, I obviously choose the perspective of, okay, we start with the Word of God. If the Word of God says there was a worldwide flood, and it went all over the world, and the mountains, you know, were covered, and then the mountains came up, and that uh, the world was created in six 24-hour days, and God rested the seventh day. If if we receive God's word uh, in terms of origins, and that's going to interpret the way or guide the way we uh, interpret the data. And uh, so a biblical worldview is what we use. And ev- everybody has a basic worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they take basic presuppositions to the data. Uh, for example, they might assume uh, uniformitarianism about the world. That is, there was no catastrophe that 
realign the world's crust. Uh, that's a, their assumption. They assume that. And so they assume a uniformitarian condition all the way through, and that affects their dating methods and such. Uh, but you could take upon yourself a, a biblical presupposition, that is catastrophism, and that there was a worldwide catastrophe that, that will affect the way we look at dating methods and, uh, and geology. Uh, so which presupposition are you going to take? Well, you know, it, I guess it depends on authority. Well, we, because God was there, God brought us his word, we can hold strongly to the authority of God's word to determine the means by which we're going to interpret the data. Uh, they don't have that authority. They, they actually can't assume because they don't have the evidence that there was no catastrophe that realigned all of uh, the, the the laws of nature, et cetera, et cetera, some you know six thousand years ago, or ten thousand years ago, or a hundred thousand years ago. I believe we do have the authority of Scripture by which we can uh, interpret uh, what we see in terms of the, the present day data, and uh, that's something that the evolutionists don't have. Uh, they work off of guesswork. We work off of the authoritative Scripture that uh, is given to us by God, who does not lie. So, so you know, I think we have a better overall authority than they do. And therefore, I think we can use this authority uh, to uh, to interpret the data and to uh, effectively, you know, uh, inform our our textbooks for science and history. Amen. You you stated that this is going to be the largest homeschooling conference that you've had so far there with I, I, Tiffany. I think so. I mean, it, this wow. thing is exploding. Uh, we're uh, the last data I've seen is that we are looking at five thousand plus. Uh, that's more than we've ever seen. And uh, much of that is because of newbies. I mean, right. you're just looking at a massive group of people running into home education. They're seeing that this is a viable option for their for their families. And uh, praise God for this. I think the Lord has raised up this as an opportunity to salvage the nation in so many ways. Um, I think that, you know, as, as we give our children a distinctively biblical worldview, we can hopefully see that our children will be discipled and they will mm -hmm. be, you know, future leaders in their own families, but also perhaps in the spheres of church and politics. And uh, by God's grace, we might see something of a turnaround for the nation. That is absolutely phenomenal. God is doing a great work um, and he's using this particular platform, I feel like, to do it. And I am so thankful to see so many families that are assuming the biblical mandate to disciple and teach their own children. Tell me a little bit about your Generations Radio program, Kevin. Sure. We've been broadcasting for 19 years. Most of it's online these days, podcast um, available at generations.org. But, you know, we're, it's a means of encouraging families that we bring a biblical worldview to every area of life. It's not just in the sphere of education, but we move into areas like your politics, culture, movies, music, etc. We try to you know address every area of life. Um, I think one of the things people have to realize is the influence of popular culture is at least as significant, if not more significant, in the life of the average family or the mm -hmm. average teenage kid as as is education. So let's remember there are two massive influences upon the minds and souls of our children these days. And it's not just education, it's also popular culture. So mm -hmm. uh, we just want to be sure we're equipping, you know, God's people to uh to, to understand God's word and the application of God's word to every area of life. And I, that's really been my focus for, for the last 19 years of that program. Uh, we interview a lot of homeschool you know, leaders and authors and others 
as well as part of the program. Also, we've introduced uh, a curriculum and our generation's curriculum is really the first curriculum written, uh, 12-year curriculum written by homeschool graduates for mm-hmm. homeschoolers. So it's, I think, you know, we're starting to develop more of our own unique, distinct uh, homeschooling approach uh, in the second generation. So it's about 98% of it was written by homeschool graduates, you know, anywhere from wow. 35 to 60 years of age. So we're starting to get, you know, a panoply of educational resources available for homeschoolers. And given that we're now about 5 million strong, I think it's time now that homeschoolers don't just borrow from the Christian school materials, but to create some of their own. And our focus is really family-based discipleship that, you know, as moms and dads really connect with their children, uh, they will teach faith and character to their children as they sit in the house, as they walk by the way. And that's, and also we like to life integrate. We're big on life integration. Mm-hmm. That is, you won't just take in the knowledge, but you find ways in which to apply the knowledge into real life. And so you're teaching math in the kitchen, for example, because mm-hmm. not only are you learning, you know, uh, how to go two times four, but you're learning how to double the recipe at the same time. So to me, the, the life application of knowledge is one of the most amazing and powerful applications of homeschooling. You can't do that in a classroom that's out there on a sterilized island, you know, where you really have no access to family economy, the kitchen, you know, thing, real life experience. So what you want is is to be sure that not only are you teaching them, you know, the the textbook stuff, but you're finding ways in which to incorporate the math, the science, the gardening, et cetera, uh, in, in real life circumstances. So that would is what I call the life integration element of family discipleship or home education. And I completely agree with that and what amazing resources that you have there. Tell our listeners what advice you have for families who are considering homeschooling. Well, I think the very first thing is to catch a vision for it. You know, without a vision, the people perish, but he who keeps the word of God happy is he. So I, I just really capturing the vision and really getting a sense of calling that, you know, God has called me to this. I really think that's essential. And it may take a little bit of time. You have to go to what I would call the visionary workshops at the conferences, or you might attend an intro seminar. I've probably done 300 intro seminars in this state over the last 24 years. And I I just really encourage families to, to, to attend those seminars, try to get a vision for it, try to understand the basic principles um, I've got a book called Upgrade the Ten Secrets to the Best Education for Your Child, which really brings the fundamental biblical principles to bear, the principles that God has hard written into his word, and he wants us incorporating into the education program of our children. And uh, so get those principles down straight. I talk about the principle of individuality. Every child's different. You know, you will tailor make an educational program, whereas the public schools can't quite do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, incorporate, you know, faith and character as preeminent. Life integration. Relationships are key. Remember, relationships matter. So, you know, you may have to deal with relational issues as you are discipling and educating your children in the home. So I bring out the enthusiasm of learning that's really cru- crucial in terms of being the very best teacher you're learning beside your your student so i bring out these these important principles that really constitute what i would call the basic vision secrets to the best education for your child um they're age-old principles that i think you will find in the word of god but i bring them all together in that little book it's like 120 pages but i would say get the vision straight first 
And then, and then make sure you've got some encouragement. You've got a, a network of families around you that can encourage you in the process. So those two things. Wonderful advice. Well, Kevin, we really appreciate you being with us tonight. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs and you are in the Middle Tennessee area, reach out to safestoragetn.com and they will take care of you. I want to leave you with this. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.